welcome to Grazing Hell, the one and only podcast written and produced by a cow. No, it's made by a cow, but you know what? <laughs> I already messed up the introduction once. I'm not going to do it again because I feel like every time I do it, I'm just going to say something wrong. So let's just go with it, lads. All right. Let's just go with it. Um, hello. Hello. Um, welcome. Welcome. Welcome to this episode that I am doing alone, um, which is quite nice. Uh, I feel as if I haven't done an alone one for a while. Oh, maybe I have. Oh, it's hard to keep track, you know. Honestly, it is. Oh, wait, no, I did that New Year's Q&A. If you haven't seen that, I did a little podcast episode where I did a Q&A for talking about New Year's and general questions you all had for me. But um, yeah, so here I am. I'm in the studio today. So I feel like I'm going to jinx it by saying this, but the audio should be good today. <laughs> Honestly, every time I do the audio at home, something goes wrong. I have the gain too loud. I don't have the right software or the right settings or I don't know, or like there's some kind of technical error that's out of my control. Most of the time it is my fault. I'm just very bad at audio. <laughs> I've got, I feel like it's an ongoing joke in my channel. I'm just like, audio, I just, it's hard. Okay. I know it seems like it looks easy, but audio is hard. Um, I probably mentioned this before, but before I did YouTube, I was a photographer, um, still am. And yeah, so visuals, that was all fine. That all came very naturally to me. But the bloody audio, to this day, I still fuck up my audio. And obviously with a podcast, it's even more important that the audio is good. So when it's bad, it's just, oh God, I feel so bad. I'm like, why is anyone even listening to this? Oh, but if you are listening to this, uh, thanks. I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, so, oh, pardon me, sorry, I'm a yawny girl. Oh yeah, I talked about this um, in that episode I did alone. I think I've, I talk about this all the time. Um, my sleeping pattern is royally fucked. Um, in part, I blame COVID, but I think it's also just general January blues. I can't sleep at night. And then if I get up in the morning, I feel like shit for the rest of the day or I sleep in till very late. And then that makes me feel like shit because, you know, I, I don't want to want to get up at like 2 p.m. That, that, that it just feels like shit, you know, because you lose so much of the day. Obviously, it still gets dark really early. Um, so I'm trying to fix it. So... If any of you have sleeping tips, please let me know because it's getting kind of bad. It's uh, really messing with my general kind of health. And it's not that it's serious. No, that, that sounds dramatic. But I just mean like, I don't know, it's just it's affecting my appetite. It's affecting my mood. It's affecting like how I feel in my body. So, yeah, maybe I should go to a doctor. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, medical woes aside, um, yeah, things are good. I finally put out a video after how bloody long. It was on Loose Women, which is, uh, if you haven't seen the video, um, oh, pardon me, pardon me. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's a talk show in the UK, like a daytime TV talk show that's on at around noon. And it's just, it's similar to The View in the US, but 
The View seems to get more political and talk about current issues, whereas Loose Women, I mean, they do talk about political stuff and current affairs, but a lot of it is more like celebrity gossip and that kind of thing. And it's just hell. It's just hell on earth. Um, Spoiler and trigger warning, grape. In the video, I talk about how in 2015, they had a segment where they talked about like a famous singer who said she blamed herself because she was drunk when she got graped. Um, And then they had a discussion about it, which was cursed, of course. And then they posted a poll on Twitter asking the audience, is it ever a woman's fault if she gets... Hmm. Oh, no, no. I think the wording was like, is grape ever the woman's fault? And my answer to that would be, if she's the rapist, yes. But apart from that, no. No, 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 no. So yeah, that's that, That's one of the many things I talk about in the video. But basically just kind of exploring, like, why is daytime TV, particularly daytime TV aimed at women by women for women so toxic and like reinforce the stereotype that women are just catty and just I mean not that I okay I was gonna say and gossip but like there's actually nothing I don't think there's anything wrong with gossip and there's a lot of discourse about that online explaining like gossip and why it's you know important and like a very natural way to communicate so the issue isn't gossiping it's just more the way they do it um you know what I mean so yeah, and I mentioned in the video that uh, it's sort of aimed at stay-at-home mums because obviously it's on at midday, so it's aimed at people who are going to be home at the time. And I did get a couple of comments of people being like, oh, I'm a stay-at-home mom. this isn't for me, like, I feel a bit insulted. And I didn't mean it like that, so I apologise. Um, I wasn't saying that, like, <laughs> because the content is shit, it's aimed at stay-at-home mums. It's more that this is kind of what they're given <laughs> so you're you're at home looking after your baby or whatever and this is the shit you're given you've 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 given life you've created life or you've adopted or whatever you're raising a human and this is the tv they offer you so that was not meant to be an insult to the people that it's aimed at but more an insult at the fact that this is the shit you're given so yeah, uh, much better watching cartoons in the middle of the day when you put down your baby for a nap. Watch some Adventure Time. Much, much more wholesome content. Um, but yeah, so it's interesting, I think. And it, it, there's been similar, I, I, you know, uh, my one of my favourite podcasts ever is um, Behind the Bastards. And there's this episode where they talk about Dr. Phil and... The host, Robert Evans, talks about how Dr. Phil and Dr. Oz um, are both targeted to middle-aged mums and middle-aged women, a lot of the time white ladies, and how they're the biggest moneymaker in like American daytime TV. And I remember people sort of thought that was an insult. And it's like, it's not an insult, it's just a statement of fact. Like, naturally, those are the people that are more likely to be at home. Um, because they're of the age where people have kids, um, usually, right? Um, and typically, it's the the woman who stays at home still because uh, 
and a lot of places don't have paternity leave. Or if you're in America, you don't even you're not even guaranteed maternity leave. So fucking hell, it's all it's all it's all just bad, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's all bad. It's all bad, bad, bad. <laughs> so yeah, so that was a fun video. It was really short. It was only fifteen minutes because I've got I've actually got two coming out. I've got one another shorty another little short but sweet vid coming out at the end of this month and then I've got a longer one coming out in February about oh god I can't pronounce it amata normativity um and it's I mean obviously I'll explore it in depth in the video so just wait for that to drop but just to give you a little sort of taste it's basically about it's the idea that um romantic love and romantic relationships are seen as like the most superior form of relationship so you know the idea and I touched on this in the video about um where I talk about the trope that men and women can't be friends on tv and film um the idea of just friends and friendship being below a relationship and and whilst like I, I sort of accept that when you're in a romantic partnership you can be friends and lovers so I suppose you could argue that there's like it's like added layers to that relationship but that doesn't make it more valuable and yeah so I'm going to explore that and talk about that and I'm really excited because I have another creator on board for it who is awesome I'm going to keep it a surprise I think but they're very cool and they've been recommended by the subscriptions when I asked who to approach. So the fact that they said yes and that they wanted to be in the video is extremely exciting. And actually, this is like my first proper collab. I've Obviously, I've had people on the pod and I've had people do little voiceovers for my videos, but I they're actually going to do a whole segment, like a whole chapter. So really exciting. I'm so excited. It's gonna be cool. I'm yeah, I'm very pumped for it. So watch this space and I hope you enjoy it. And yeah. So I've been missing doing my long vids. Uh, you know, it, they take so much longer, but they're just so much more satisfying, you know, when I really, really do loads of research and like talk to loads of different people and get loads of different opinions and then it, you know, and it always creates all these discussions. And those videos all not that it's about performance, but they tend to perform better because I think they, they open a lot of discussions. Um, and naturally, they bring in a lot more of people that aren't subscribed to me. So maybe people that are more hostile to said ideas, like the heterofatalism video. I once got a comment on it. So uh, to remind you, the heterofatalism video, it's about heterofatalism, the concept by uh, an academic called Indianus Reason. And it's the idea that women who date men, so straight and bi women, are kind of very pessimistic about dating men but they'll still do it so like they date men but they talk about how much they date men and it's kind of just exploring the kind of um how do you what's the word they're kind of like resigned to it which I don't know it's just very interesting it's very interesting concept um but on that video I've received comments talking about how I hate men and all this and I, I once had someone comparing my video to saying this is how you know Hitler primed people and it's like um what do you think I'm gonna do to the men <laughs> like I've got some fucking 
five-year plan. Was it Hitler or the five-year plan or was it Stalin? Uh, sorry sorry i'm not i'm not a history buff i guess um one sec i'm just gonna have a little slurp 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 i'm really sorry in advance if you hated that if you're someone with um i don't know what you call it but you know the thing where you hate the sounds of people chewing and swallowing and stuff i'm really sorry whereas if you love asmr uh you're welcome <laughs> I, I went out uh with my friend the other night and they actually it was ellie bergen who was on this podcast and we talked about political lesbianism and they were saying that they've gotten really into asmr to help them get to sleep but specifically like spitting asmr like face spitting i think that's what they said it was called and it's like imagining someone like spitting on your face i don't i don't understand um <laughs> but when they told me i was like what the frick um i can see how asmr would be relaxing but i don't really want to imagine someone spitting on my face unless i completely misunderstood what it was i could easily google this but you know what i'm just gonna enjoy the mystery of it um so yeah but anyways uh well, so today i wanted to talk about something very silly um very funny and completely uh it's one of those things where it's like by talking about it i'm completely playing into it but i don't care because it's funny and i enjoy it so if you've been on the internet you cannot possibly have not come across this and it's the whole remarketing of the M&Ms. Oh yeah, baby. So basically, M&Ms, you know, the little chocolates, um have rebranded and they've they've not even majorly made over the characters. They've just slightly made them over, but it's caused this reaction machine. And I'm aware it's a complete marketing ploy. Like they they're sort of doing this you know, the classic corporate woke but not actually woke things where, I mean, I'll, I'll go through the characters in a minute, but things that are literally so low effort and not actual representation, but sort of feigning representation because A, liberals will be like, oh my God, this is, <laughs> yes. And then on the flip side, like right-wing reactionaries lose their shit. Um so it's extremely predictable and everyone's playing into it. It's so silly and it's just it's just ridiculous. Um yeah, it's <laughs> it's very it's classic marketing and it's working and I'm I'm playing into it by talking about it, but I find it funny, so I'm going to. Um <laughs> So yeah, uh I want to talk about that today. Um now my opinion on M&Ms, I guess I should uh, provide it before I get into things. Um, well, I'm vegan, so I can't have feminims. Uh, was I ever a massive fan of them before? I mean, I would accept a peanut M&M if it was offered to me. Um, but I was never, I was never a, a diehard fan. I, I would never go out of my way to buy them. It was more if someone said, do you want an m and I'd be like, okay, I'll have one. Um, and I have this funny memory. There is an 
a big M&M store in central London, I think just off Leicester Square, if I remember correctly. And it's just, it's like the Disney store, but M&M's. And I just have this weird memory of going on my first date with my high school boyfriend. And I just remember going for some reason we went out to dinner and then for some reason we went into the m&m store like we didn't buy anything we didn't even look at anything we just went in for the lols and it was just so weird um what why did we do <laughs> why so yeah that that's those are my associations i make with m&ms when someone says m&ms those are like the memories that conjure up so yeah so first of all, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through the rebranding and sort of the characters and what, what they're actually about. Um, let's hope I don't get copyright struck. Um, and then, yeah, I, obviously, if you're listening, you won't be able to see. So I'm going to sort of narrate it as we go along. Um, yeah, so enjoy. Green, red, let's create a world where everyone feels they belong. Bouncing, bouncing, and there's one for all and all for fun. And there's the MMs, they're all hanging out, they've got trainers on. And then there's a bunch of shoes, and then there's M, and then there's M, and then there's an 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 M. All, all, welcome here. Okay, and then we got, we're seeing the M&M offices, I'm guessing. Peanuts is on the wall, the word peanut. They're waving at us. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, brown M&M with glasses, blue M&M. Uh, orange M&M looks a bit nervous. Cool, cool. M and M, you and me and us and everyone. Oh, oh, these are another languages that I don't know. For all M and M's, for all fun kind. So yeah, that was the sort of trailer advert, I guess you would call it. Um, to be honest, I didn't really say what they were. Um, so yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you've seen all over Twitter, but they've like rebranded. So, like for example, the green Eminem used to be very like se sexy seductress, and they've like gotten rid of her stiletto heels and given her less stiletto. -y oh no, they've given her trainers now um, to like desexualize. <sighs> you know what? I'm going to show you the Tucker Carlson. Car Tucker Car Car Car. Oh, fuck. Tucker Carlson. <laughs> oh, God. My Irish R's are making it difficult to say it. Tucker Carlson. There we go. I had to Englishify my voice in order to say his name. Otherwise, I was never going to be able to say it. Um, Tucker was very upset about this. So let's look at that. Let's look at that segment. Finally tonight, we don't usually give story tips to NPR, but here's a story they might want to cover pretty soon and doubtless will. M&M's, the candy company, has just announced that it's redesigning its cartoon characters to be more gender inclusive. Bet you didn't think 
M&Ms were pushing intolerance, but they were. They've been changed. You're seeing the changes right now on your screen. The green M&M, you'll notice, is no longer wearing sexy boots. Now she's wearing sensible sneakers. Why the change? Well, according to M&Ms, quote, we all win when we see more women in leading roles. Because so leading women do not wear sexy boots. Talk about the changes that were actually made. So old on the left, um, she's got gloves on. Well, I mean, on both sides, she's got gloves, but um, uh, she's showing skin. So it's green M&M, um, bare legs, bare arms with little white gloves, and then these little boots, which, I mean, honestly, she's serving. Like, she looks fucking fantastic. Um, and then on the right, what's changed is that her arms are all white and her legs are all white. So I'm guessing she's got, like, tights and sleeves on. All their bodies are just white now. I don't know. Um, but, like, before she had, like, beige skin or like pale skin she's just her body's just all white uh so either she's got sleeves and tights on or they're just yeah and she's got trainers on um and the the the, the tagline below is candy in sexy shoes is highly offensive because <laughs> yeah totally um that's really what's going on here the other big change is that the brown M&M has, quote, transitioned from high stilettos to lower block heels. She looks barely any different. Like, it's, it, and I don't think I'm the only one in this. Really hard. It takes a while for you to realize. She's just slightly shorter. The heels are slightly lower. That's it. Also less sexy. That's progress. M&Ms will not be satisfied until every last cartoon character is deeply unappealing and totally androgynous. Until the moment you wouldn't want to have a drink with any one of them. <laughs> Progress at last. Plain, frumpy M&M candy. So, and obviously the biggest issue with this is that Tucker doesn't want to fuck the M&Ms anymore. And I, I get it. You know, like, you want your candy to be fuckable because you're going to put it in your mouth. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You could, you're welcome to unsubscribe. I know that was terrible. Cancel me. The goal when you're totally turned off, <laughs> she looks we've the same. Exactly. They've won. If anything, I, I prefer her glasses on the right. On the left, she's got those like thin square glasses, whereas on the right, she's got more like a rounded cat eye glasses. Glasses. So I like them. I think she looks good. The gloves are exactly literally. She's exactly the same except for the glasses and the shoes. They're just slightly lower. And it's more of a block heel, which looks more comfortable. But if you want to wear stilettos to work, that's also fine. I think it is on a very, on a tiny, tiny serious note, not that I should be taking any of this seriously. I suppose it is a weird argument to say that, um, you know, empowering women and stuff, they can't be empowered if they're wearing stiletto heels. I don't know. It's kind of like implying that the more sort of quote unquote feminine you dress the less like feminist. I don't know if that makes sense, but honestly, this is all so stupid. I shouldn't be even slightly using my brain to talk about this. So let's move on. Meanwhile, in a nod to the burgeoning wellness movement, the orange Eminem will quote, <laughs> acknowledge and embrace his anxiety. <laughs> and actually, if you look at him, the orange Eminem does appear very anxious. Okay, and then the, the, the bottom is, I, I genuinely thought this was made up for Twitter. Like, when I first saw this, I was like, oh, this is like a meme. Someone's made this up. But literally, this is the real tagline. 
miserable non-binary candy is all we deserve. Wait, is he non-binary? Sorry, are they non-binary? Okay. He doesn't like all the ugly new shoes he sees okay. around him. Maybe right. he liked the sexy boots. Maybe the orange M&M is a secret sexist himself. Mm. We don't know. We're going to let NPR get to the bottom of that. So I think Tucker is trying to be funny. Um, I, my feedback would be, it's not working for you, hun. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's okay. Not everyone is funny. You know, some people are really good at being really funny um, and charming and entertaining. I mean, I wasn't going to say it, but yeah, I mean, I guess I was talking about me. <laughs> and some people are really good at um, radicalizing their viewers into, you know, white nationalist talking points. You're great at that, Tucker. I wish you weren't, but you are. And it's fucking terrifying. Anyway, so about the whole Fox News trying to be funny. Okay, so I'm about to show you a guy. His name's Greg Gutfield, I believe. And he's done, like, comedy segments on Fox News. And they're so pain. Like, even if it's your politics, there's no way you can find it funny. It's just so bad. And there's just no charisma behind it. So I'm going to show you this. And I think it's them trying to be funny. But... It's hard to tell, to be honest. Yeah, gut field. Will M&M's still melt in your hands if they identify as trans? Uh, when I eat a bag of M&M's, do I wonder which color and shape best represents my identity? Uh, no, because it's chocolate. And also, it's obviously the orange one. <laughs> but the iconic candy company oh, is God. giving the mascots... The laugh he did. Let's go back for a sec. <laughs> the iconic <laughs> candy... <laughs> The iconic candy. Oh, wait, no, no, one more, one more, one more time. Oh, so it's obviously the orange one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That was painful. The iconic candy company is giving the mascots makeovers to make them more inclusive. It's the yellow one. How are they doing be? this? Well, obviously, by changing their footwear. Instead of go go boots, the seductress green MM will now wear sneakers. Additionally, their voices will be updated. Also, it's funny because you can still be sexy in sneakers. I don't know. It's just weird. Tone that's more welcoming. Sorry, Kat. No voiceovers for you. Mm. Said Catherine Slight. Interesting. Chief Growth Officer at Mars Wrigley. <laughs> Who better to commit to Wait, a world with more moments of fun by increasing a sense of belonging around the globe than M&M's? I don't know. Maybe three musketeers. We could replace their swords with protest signs. But honestly, this... Okay, again, like, uh, Lord. Uh, it's just not funny. It's just not funny. It's weird. If you really, truly want to make an M&M feel like they belong, you probably shouldn't be eating them. I mean, what kind of message does it send to children when you devour these little non-binary bonbons? Oh, God, this is painful. So... I'm going to skip forward a bit because I don't want to get copyright struck. But basically, 
they talk about it more and it's just really not funny. But since I'm enduring this, you're going to have to. I have so many thoughts on this. Yes. I, I do. The green M&M is a snake. Yes. The new one. Mm -hmm. The new one. Okay, listen. The little, they have little statements. And she says, I think we all win when we see more women in leading roles. So I'm happy to take on the part of supportive friend when they succeed. Okay, like none of you guys are women, but women all know that the women that are like, I'm a woman and I'm pro-woman and they'll call pro-women I am. You can't trust them. Because no. real women, they just do it. They don't need to brag about it like they're running some kind of campaign. Mm. And she admits she's doing that. She says, the port of a supportive friend when they succeed, right? Like, okay, yeah, I bet you want to be, you know, their friend when they succeed. Like, stop, you conniving, climbing little bitch. No, I do not trust it's not her. Funny. I don't want to be her friend. Okay. So she somehow made it worse. That's yeah. that's the worst kind. You need to run from women like the green M&M, the new green M&M. Funny saying that on Fox News as well. Like, media matters. I don't know if you're aware of it. They're, they're channel organization that basically call out on the media. And they have this great compilation of all like the most sexist moments from Fox. I think they have multiple of these videos. So for anyone who works for Fox News to talk about women and how women treat other women or how to treat women is just a joke. Um, oh my God, this is just so unfunny. I'm not going to make you endure the rest of that clip. Um, but what I am going to show you is <laughs> another clip from Fox News, but this is back from 2008. A different era, I think the year of the financial collapse. I don't know what month this is from, so had the collapse happened yet. But this was when the green M&M first became yassified, first became sexy. Don't know what she was before that, but, you know, rebranding is very common. Um, so, you know, they were due a rebrand. It had been 14 years so, you know, but let's go for this interview, watch this interview with her and someone on Fox News. Yeah, 2008, wow. Red may be the color of love, but this Valentine's <laughs> Day, M&M candies Fox are business. going green, leading the charge, the brand's only female spokes candy, Ms. Oh, green. it was like a Valentine's Day. emerald-colored sweet seductress is making her way into holiday packs of red and pink M&Ms, and it has set off a chocolate war inside the family. Of spokes candies. Is this just an advert for M&M's? Five million dollars worth of candies sold. Jamara sponsor that, Fox. For more on this historic marketing campaign. Okay, so for the listeners, just so you know, uh, New York left Fox News, Candyland on the right, and it's the cartoon Eminem, and he's doing an interview with her, and she's just she's standing on the sofa for some reason in her boots, and fucking hell. I just want to make a side note. This is something I despise in TV and film when people have their shoes on the bed. So I've just finished re-watching Pretty Little Liars. Love that show. It's terrible. It's gorgeously bad. And I love it so much. Every scene they're on a bed or a sofa, they've got their fucking shoes on. And it just makes me absolutely livid. Shoes on the bed. And it's so weird because, like, they'll be napping or cuddling their partners on bed. It's like, you wouldn't, no one does that. And if they do, fuck them. <laughs> anyway, sorry. We welcome Ms. Green to Money uh, for hello. Breakfast. Uh, Good morning, Peter. <laughs> Good morning, Ms. Green. Hey, 
Why is green the new color of romance and love? Well, green is the new color of love, and I'll tell you why. Just look at me, baby. <laughs> that should be answer enough, okay? So, but listen, my color has long been associated with love and fertility, and that started oh, the rumors that it? have been whispered since the 70s. I'm wearing green. Plus, it doesn't the hurt same kind of green. so good in these boots. <laughs> what do you think, Peter? <laughs> I think you look hot, hot chocolate <laughs> Well, the brand has done very well over the years. Why do you think that making this change will sell more candy? Well, you know, the rumor... So this is Fox Business, so I guess there's a tiny bit of relevance here that it's talking about marketing and, like, how this affects sales. But I just find it so funny because this is basically just an ad for M&M's. And also, can I just say... Can Fox News go back to this? Why can't Fox News just be this? Why can't Fox News just be people flirting with cartoon candy? This is great. This is much better content than, you know, fucking Trump propaganda. I'm light here from Ms. Green. Now, there's some reports that Mr. Red is very upset about this. What's your response? Yawn. <laughs> Listen, that's too bad. I think that Red and Pink have had the spotlight long enough. I have arrived, along with my special edition Valentine's Day limited all green package. And you can go to... Oh, my God. So, yeah, it's basically just an ad. Um, it's... Okay, let's see what they say to say goodbye. Maybe it's really flirty and saucy. What of M&M's. Woo! Thank you, Peter. Kisses. Happy Valentine's Day, baby. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> the green ones. Available in plain and peanut go on sale this week at retail. Okay, so it is an advert. Also, um, new kind of divorce guy just dropped, or in 2008 just dropped. Like, why is this giving me such divorced man energy? Or, like, sexually frustrated man? Like, he's not had sex with his wife in months, so he's just getting really, like, thirsty over the green M&M. And maybe that's the same with Tucker. Maybe he's not getting it, and that's why he's so frustrated that he can't fuck the M&Ms anymore. Makes you think, doesn't it? So naturally, because the whole point of this marketing was to outrage people, and that's how you do it. Like, same with the um, Mr. and Mrs. Potato, like the gender-neutral potato. I To say that the company were doing it because they wanted to be inclusive, like, they don't give a shit. And also, what does that do? Like... It's 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 just pure outrage bait. And it's smart because it works every bloody time. They fall for it. I mean, they really do. They just can't help themselves. So I'm going to maybe browse through a little clip, a few clips with Michael Knowles, whom I talked about briefly in my Greta Thunberg video, where he says loads of ableist shit about her. So he's a piece of shit. Um, and I'm guessing he's going to be riled up about this because I don't know because he's a massive whiny baby M&Ms have gone trans they're trans they're not they're not transitioning from one sex to another sex they're not transitioning necessarily from dark chocolate to milk chocolate say mm -hmm. certainly not white chocolate could you imagine how racist that would be but the M&Ms <laughs> are going <laughs> so funny <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna skip a minute because 
I want to see his reaction. So inevitably, the world is going to move more in the leftist direction. It's the same sort of thing that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and the rest of the Democrats are assuming when they say that elections that they lose will be illegitimate. Okay, I wish Kamala and Joe were heading towards the leftist direction. Um, yeah, I wish, but oh, honey, oh, honey. They're saying the world is inevitably going to become more progressive, and it's good that it's going to become more progressive. And so any time that that progress with a capital P is impeded, by definition, something has gone wrong. By definition, that election is illegitimate. But what, what M&M's are pursuing right M &M's? Now, what our society is pursuing right now is two contradictory objectives. They say that they want more self-expression. They also say that they want more commonality, community, and sense of belonging. You can't have both. You can't have both. Those are at odds with one another, and our culture is radically pursuing both, and it's why we're tearing apart at the same time. I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, you can still have community and lots of diversity, um, so no, but all right. M&Ms, much like our cultural leaders, our candy and our cultural leaders, want us to pursue radical self-expression. Oh my god. Sir, sir, get a bloody grip. Let's see if there's any more, if it's we, just We don't whining. have any community left anymore. And so the answer to this is to limit self-expression. The answer to this is to place some limits upon uh, this mistaken view of liberty. What do you mean limit self-expression? The orange M&M is being open about his anxiety. He's expressing... Yeah. What is this tosh? Now, let's see what fucking... What's his name? You know the one I'm talking about. You know the one. Um, Matt Walsh. That's it. That's it. Matt Walsh. Okay. He, let's see what he's got to say. Cancelled. <laughs> Well, the world rejoiced yesterday when candy maker Mars Incorporated announced that it would be rebranding M&Ms to make them more inclusive and progressive for the year 2022 as part of their, quote, global commitment to creating a world where everyone feels they belong and society is inclusive. This is one of the final pieces necessary to usher in an age of harmony and tranquility. Now all we need is for the patriarchal gender essentialist Mike and Ikes and the violent and triggering Pop Rocks to finally evolve as well. We are on the cusp of utopia. So who watches this? That is my question. Like who watches these? Who watches these clips and like imagine unironically watching these like grown ass men getting upset over transparent not even progressive marketing ploys. Like, you think for a moment someone would watch these and go, this this is literally candy. It's yeah. like, come on. Um, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's... Okay. Let's see an interview. Oh, so this is someone who works for M&M's talking about the changes they made, and then we'll see his reaction. 
So as an iconic brand that's been around for actually over 80 years, it's really important that we're evolving over time Global well. Vice President And one of the most powerful ways we can do that is through our beloved characters. You'll see them as we've done a deep look at them both inside as well as out in terms of reflecting new looks, personalities and backstories. They've not even backstories. changed them that much? For example, Green, you'll see her better reflect empowerment and confidence and be known for more than just her shoes. You're going to see green and brown together being a supporting force for women (laughs) and not shade. You'll also see orange really embraces true self, worries and all, and not be afraid to express it. We actually know orange is the most relatable of our characters in the crew. It's based on some conversations with Gen Z, which we know is the most anxious generation. And beyond our characters. I just find that so funny that, like, (laughs) that she's saying with a straight face, like, (laughs) we made him anxious because your whole generation is anxious. It's a fucking candy. See things such as our increased color palette as well as the different sizes and shapes of our lentils and a personal favorite of mine wait they're they're all pretty similar shapes and sizes though like they're not the variety isn't that much like if you really okay more of an emphasis on the ampersand it's a distinctive element of the m&m's logo that connects the two m's together and it's (laughs) really a signal of our belief as a brand that we are better together Okay, so obviously that's all just complete drivel and just silliness and it's all just marketing and it's, 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 it's ridiculous. It's so, it's so silly and so vapid, but let's see how upset uh, gets about this. Look, there's no question that women across the country will be uplifted and empowered by the green and brown M&M. Now, the support of these two anthropomorphized pieces of candy will be crucial to women. In fact, not but a week ago, I came into the living room and I found my wife collapsed on the couch in tears. I asked her what was wrong. And she told me that she didn't feel supported by the green M&M. And all I could do was hold her and weep with her. Uh, So funny. (laughs) 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 He he he. Oh, my God. Imagine being so funny this problem and that is admirable and important and there's likewise no doubt that we all will derive inspiration from the orange m&m as he embraces his true self mm. it's always been clear to me that yeah, the orange yeah. m&m was repressing his true identity hiding his truth away in fear and it brings me comfort to know that he'll finally be able to live authentically but with all that said where does it say that the orange one is non-binary where did that come from and also this whole like uh the m&ms are non-binary am i missing something because it didn't say anything about that in the trailer is that like the reactionaries making that up or did the M&M people say that, but it's just not said explicitly? I'm so confused about that part. M&Ms have still dropped the ball significantly. First of all, it is unconscionable that oh, in the year 2022, there still is no overt LGBT representation in the M&M community. Perhaps the true self stuff is supposed to hint at the orange M&M sexuality, but, but mere hinting is not even close to good enough. Oh. We have to know in very precise terms about the orange M&M's sexual identity and gender expression. Is he? I know he's being glib, but this is literally what I just said. Like, it's not very obvious. So that's the thing. They, they um, That's why it's so disingenuous. Like, if they really wanted to, like, make a stand and be like, yeah, LGBT, then they'd have, like, 
queer coded characters i know i know this sounds i know i'm being ridiculous like because this is all so absurd and i don't actually care i don't i don't need to be represented by m&ms honestly i don't need gay m&ms it's fine like (laughs) it's not the representation i'm desperately seeking um but yeah it, it like have a drag queen how i don't know just i don't know go for it if you're gonna do it do it hey is he bisexual is he a trans m&m is he a genderqueer non-binary trans masculine two-spirit demisexual <laughs> the fact that he's still forced <laughs> to keep <laughs> this part of himself <laughs> funny because away, it's labels. Shows as a company is not serious in its commitment to diversity and inclusion Mm-hmm. Indeed, its erasure of LGBT identities is a direct oh, assault on an funny, already marginalized community, glib. which has been waiting too long for candy brand representation. Further, while we can enjoy my clicking the over that there is Matt a brown Gates, M&M, which serves to validate shit. black and brown bodies, still there has not been any ad campaign, so far as I'm aware, uh, dealing with systemic racism or police brutality. Oh we have God, not seen an ad, he's so where the brown M&M is racially profiled mm-hmm. during a traffic stop. <laughs> that the black community is subject to such enough to acknowledge this which is it M&M's this is all to say nothing of the fact that still even now in the year 2022 they haven't introduced a line of M&M's where the M is written in braille for the sake of the visually impaired okay okay very funny very funny <laughs> God, conservatives, they just can't do comedy. It's it's fantastic. Like, you can always rely on them to not be funny. Well, actually, no, I take that back. They're funny when they're not trying to be. But when they are trying to be, It's rough. It's really rough. So the next clip I'm going to show you is from something called GB News. And Georgie of Mooncat did a fantastic video on GB News. I cannot recommend it enough. It's so funny, so well researched. And GB News was like the UK equivalent or attempt at Fox News, but it didn't really take off um, just because it's like a bit more, it's a more an independent uh news not channel but well actually no they have a channel on youtube and it's very funny like they have all these editing errors and georgie goes through it so i will leave that to her but it's it's so funny and it's got all the classic goon squads it's got darren grimes you know darren grimes whom uh sam collins did a video on who got very upset about demo Lovato being non-binary and just like it's got it's got all the classic goon squad um so let's see what they've got to say um, about this um, rebranding. Um, I'm going to skip this um, because it's like just the classic joke. You know, they've only got one joke, like I identify as a fucking Eminem. doesn't make sense either, but at least it doesn't reduce women to their bodily organs. And in other news, Eminems have updated their chocolate characters to make them more inclusive. Now, I've always said that the struggle for equal representation oh, an audience. chocolate treats is the la- last great civil rights issue of our time. I think if Martin Luther King were alive today, uh. this would be the main focus. Most of the problems seem to be with the green M&M, apparently, who wears high heels and tends to pout coquettishly. And now she's going to be wearing trainers, which sets a much better example for young girls. You know, just think 
of all those kids who have eaten M&Ms over the years and have emulated the whorish behaviour <laughs> of that green chocolate minx. The audience are being forced to laugh. How much do you want to bet there's a cue card being like, laugh, please, laugh. They've got an audience. See, that's rough because... I mean, you can just get them to laugh, but it's like it, it highlights just how unfunny the joke is. And also the audience look tiny. Like, who the fuck is coming to see this? So on to another story now. So a few months ago on this very show, I reported on a campaign that so... Oh, that's it. It literally... The title of the video is literally um, on Andrew Doyle on the green M&M's new look in another busy week for the cultural warriors literally so that that doesn't come up until two minutes in and then he's finished talking about it 30 seconds not even 30 seconds so that is bloody clickbait what an absolute Oh my goodness, I wanna, I'm, I'm gonna go dislike that video because that is so bloody misleading. You think, oh my goodness, wow, wow, false advertising, absolute clickbait nonsense. Um, so yeah, the, the, the classic outrage machine, um, it's all very silly and all very predictable and... You know, what? What? what's my take on this? I mean, my take hasn't really changed. Oh, it's also worth mentioning that there's been discourse about um, allegedly this being a kind of a distraction because they have like a child labor lawsuit. Um, that's a little bit of a misnomer. They've already won that case. That was actually a few months back. And um, the whole idea of child labor and, you know, that's that's still constantly going on um as with corporations so you know i actually don't think this is necessarily to do with that at all i think it's just a literally just a classic marketing thing for attention um don't think the two things are connected um they're still going to be exploiting workers and allegedly Maybe I don't want to get sued. But you know what I mean? Like that stuff is, um, they're going to get away with that regardless because they're a massive corporation. So they don't need this to cover it up. They've got, you know what I mean? Um, but I, I could be wrong about that. But the, just based on what I read about it, I think that that's actually already been sort of, what's the word? Uh yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. But um, yeah, so it's all very silly and very fun and we love that. So yeah, that's that's kind of it really. That was all I, <laughs> I just wanted to talk about that because I just thought it was very funny. And um, it's this constant thing again and again. And I talked about this in my virtue signaling versus vice signaling video. Like when um, they got upset, uh, the right wing people got upset because Chips Ahoy did an advert with um, Vanjie, Miss Vanjie from Drag Race, um, uh, you know, well, that was slightly different because it was like, she's a drag queen and she's like openly queer or whatever. But like, it's kind of, to say that corporations are woke or trying to push like a leftist agenda 
corporations and marketing they follow the culture. They don't, I mean, you could argue that they influence culture, but I think most, they follow the culture, right? They just do what's quote unquote trendy. So, you know, it's not, there's no authenticity behind it. You think they really give a shit about queer people and queer liberation? No, of course not. Um, so, I just find it funny when people make the argument that, oh, they're pushing this leftist agenda. And it's like, they they have no, they have no ideology. They're, well, they do. Their, their agenda is to make money. And that's it. If, if, if the culture was overwhelmingly uh, sort of, it's not cool to, like, if it was, I mean, I know in some circles it is, but like, if in mainstream media it was cool to be like massively, openly, brazenly, unapologetically homophobic, um, you know, we didn't sort of, that's not to say like homophobia isn't so a massive, massive issue, it is, but you get what I'm saying, like mainstream media, like mainstream news for the most part, at least in the liberal sense, like they accept gayness, maybe not queerness, but they accept gayness, like, you know, sort of like gay marriage and that kind of thing. And like a pocket of LGBT people. Um, so not trans people, but like, you know, cis gay people, you you get what I'm saying, right? So if it wasn't, if that wasn't the the cultural landscape, they would just do whatever the opposite was because it's all about money and profit. That's that's what they care about. So, yeah, I, I, and I just want to know who watches this stuff. Who watches grown men get genuinely upset that they can't fuck the M and M's? Who watches this? Stop. Get help. Is that the meme? Is that how it goes? Stop it. Get some help. You know the one I mean. So, yeah, it's it's pretty pretty fun. It's pretty fun and it's pretty great and everything's fine. And this is definitely worth talking about. <laughs> but you listen to the end, so jokes on you. Um, that'll be all for today. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope you're having a lovely week. And if you do enjoy the pod. Uh, it would be a massive favour if you were to rate and review on Apple, Spotify, whatever your podcast platform is. Um, and if you're watching on YouTube, hello, thank you. And um, yeah, leave a leave a comment and tell me your thoughts and maybe even future episode topic ideas. Because uh, I would like to do some more episodes on my own because it's nice and chill. Um, so yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.